The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We like to bring on lots of entrepreneurs on this show, and we like to bring on experts that can help entrepreneurs in various areas so they can grow their business. But it's always a real pleasure when we can book a guest who can talk to us about the efforts that the public sector is making in order to create an entrepreneurial city, an entrepreneurial community. And so our guest today is Drew Solomon. He is the coordinator of entrepreneurship and industry initiatives at the Economic Development Corporation of Kansas City. Welcome to the show today, Drew. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for being here. What is the EDC? We hear all about a lot of other organizations that in many cases kind of like personally to think of the EDC as this workhorse behind the scenes. A lot of times you don't have the high visibility, but you're doing an awful lot, making an awful lot of effort to help entrepreneurs in this city. So tell us about what you do on a day-to-day basis, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, The EDC is a close to 30-year-old economic development organization uh, focused in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, We are both the administrative and business development body uh, for economic development for the city of Kansas City. Uh, So we have responsibility for uh, development agencies that that are in the news quite frequently with regard to LCRA, um, TIF, uh, Enhanced Enterprise Zone programs and things like Mm -hmm. that. We also have a business development function where we work and collaborate uh, with partner organizations to um, actively recruit, attract, and and retain new companies uh, and existing companies in Kansas City. So uh, it's been a a long-tenured organization in Kansas City and... uh, try to uh, try to be as collaborative as possible. What do you do to attract entrepreneurs? You you mentioned some programs there, but what are what are some of the ways that you try to uh attract entrepreneurs to the city? You know, attracting entrepreneurs is an interesting thing. Um I can tell you that that community plays a big role. Mm-hmm. Um you know, livability, uh, I think talent is a major factor. Yes. Um you know, proximity to a quality workforce, the ability to uh to find and identify and, and recruit um, good, talented individuals to a to a young company or a startup company's uh, team mm-hmm. is really important. So we do a lot to try to think about uh, talent-based initiatives and also uh, things in the workforce we can do to help enhance our, our existing skill sets and help help grow those things. So when you think about attracting entrepreneurs, say versus attracting a large, more established business to pick up wherever they are currently, perhaps in another state or another city, and locate in Kansas City. When you say attract entrepreneurs, is that what you're talking about, is is smaller companies that have a presence elsewhere and you're trying to get them to relocate here? Or are you trying to get um, perhaps potential people who have the potential to start a company to consider just coming to Kansas City as a place to start it to begin with? I, I, think, uh, I think, quite frankly, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I think that you know Kansas City is home to a lot of folks that have a uh, 
a high ceiling and a high capacity for success. So we definitely have the uh, the capability to have a lot of what I call homegrown talent yes. with regard to, to to folks with folks with ideas um, from industry or maybe young, fresh out of college that that, that have the tenacity it takes to uh, to start a business and, and be successful. Uh, we also find those people outside of the region as well mm-hmm. um, that that are able to to identify with some of the the corporate factors and the uh, civic factors that Kansas City has to offer with regard to lifestyle and talent, and um, that's also a good fit as well. What about retention? Uh, there was a period, and it may be still so to some extent, but there was a period when uh, people would get very upset because a company would start here and then especially in the the startup uh, arena and they'd be off to Silicon Valley or uh, Charlotte or Austin how do you address that well um actually having freshly been back from the uh, chamber's trip to Silicon Valley uh, mm-hmm. we actually had a panel of some KC expats um I believe Nate Jones from Ag Local Bo mm-hmm. Fishback from Zarley yep um we really talked actually as a group out in uh, in the valley about about that very subject um kind of as a civic community um the reality is is that, that we've got a lot of factors and and we've got nothing to be ashamed of we've got a great community we do a lot of good things and um i think we're we're fairly nationally beginning to be fairly nationally recognized uh, as a place that that you can come access the talent you need grow the company and have real opportunity and mm-hmm. and in Kansas City is um you know, we've got some Midwestern values, I think, that that help with the, the process of collaboration, which I've found to be one of the, you know, if you will, kind of the, the secret ingredients to how a lot of these companies have, have grown and been successful. They're able to be efficient, nimble, and, and, and mostly collaborative. And I think, um, you know, as we look at what we do to, to try to recruit, attract, um, retain mm-hmm. uh, companies like this, I think it's inherent for us to uh, to be nimble. And, and be flexible and understand the uh, the needs of an ever-changing landscape. Um, you know, technology's done amazing things both for the uh, high-tech business and for the Main Street business. Right. Well, and, and with Google uh, deciding to use Kansas City as the uh, rollout city, that helped a lot too. Oh, that's been that's been immensely helpful. You know, Google Fiber was a real validating point for Kansas City with regard to you've got this big giant name and technology. Who looks at Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, as a um, a, as a first rollout and a real test bed, if you Mm -hmm. will, for for what could be um, a a really big advancement in our future with regard to the increase in uh, broadband capacity and and fiber speed. It's going to allow us to do a lot of things that that quite honestly we don't necessarily know or comprehend today. But um, you know, infrastructure investments like that mm-hmm. always pave the way for, uh, for for new efficiencies and new opportunities. So I think we're just kind of beginning to scratch the surface with Google Fiber. I think the uh, recent Cisco Smart Cities announcement that came out of uh, Kansas City, Missouri as well, um, I think that's also in the future going to pay di- big dividends as well on that same same line of thinking with regard to in- investing in, in next-generation infrastructure. Absolutely. And as you alluded to, that doesn't just serve the startup community that serves all businesses and you know residences and uh, it, it's a very integral part of the uh, fabric of the city the communication fabric one of the things that you sometimes hear with businesses that do leave or that are considering whether or not to stay is lack of funding you know especially investor funding and so they'll go other places to find it I know that's changing in Kansas City but what I'm curious about does the EDC 
uh, provide any sort of financial um, incentive for businesses? Uh, do they have any? Do you collaborate with others who do to help? You know, pull in an attractive package is, is funding of, of some sort, capital infusion, a part of that. And if so, how do you go about that? Um, well, I tell you the um, the short answer is. Um, you know everything. Uh, everything's in, uh, in 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 kind of the spirit of partnership and collaboration. We have um, the EDC does have a loan corporation. Uh, we do do some 504 lending and so things like that. Uh, we've also got some revolving loan funds and things like that as well. Um, however, you know when you start talking about equity investment for young companies, you start talking about things like that. Um, we've got some great programs that have been created. Some things that are really kind of close to close to my heart, if you will. I mean. Things like the digital sandbox, yes. um, great proof of concept funding opportunity for young companies, uh, gives them the the ability to really validate a product and 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 access some funds to move that mm-hmm. along. Um, you know, I think that also is a great example of uh, when universities' economic development interests and corporate interests align. Um, you know, you're able to to create a significant uh, significant resource in the community, some funding. I uh, I couldn't be prouder of the work that uh, Jeff Shackelford and, and the folks that are affiliated with that do. We've got a really close relationship with with several folks who are on the board and, and who are helping to uh, to kind of further that program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state of Missouri has been a great investor uh, for the Digital Sandbox, Missouri Technology Corporation. Um, and I will say that you know in the near term, there's going to be some some future announcements pending some uh, pending some other grant opportunities and things like that that I think will. Uh, will only further that but but to to answer your question directly um you know Kansas City has a fairly good angel community mm-hmm. We've got some great folks some great um civic leaders uh some great organizations as well that can provide some uh some great assistance with regard to accessing and finding angel money uh one of the things that um that I will say though is the the notion of um growth capital and institutionally based capital uh, that's something I think that that as we grow in Kansas City and our entrepreneurial mm-hmm. density grows and the quality of companies and deals that are available, I, I think one thing that that we'll look to in the future to try to address is uh, some more institutionally based capital. I think uh, the recent announcement with Flyover Capital, I mm-hmm. think that's going and, and Mariners right. uh, Mariners acquisition of that. I, th- I think those folks, Thad Langford, Mike Peck, I think those folks are doing great work, and I, I hope that. Um, Hope that we see that continue, and I think you're also seeing um, some of the folks um, in, at the civic level really get in the ring. The recent Tech Excel deal with mm-hmm. um, Sprint, with uh, with Sprint, and um, the folks from uh, Terry Dunn, and mm-hmm. uh, I cannot remember the gentleman's name from MRI Global right now, but uh, Mr. Homesteader yeah. uh, that, that's leading that. That's been great, and yeah, the Sprint Accelerator has been um, Sprint Accelerator has been really a, um, a catalyst for a lot of things, in my opinion. I uh, I think that's a great program. I think they've aligned themselves with a great group in TechStars, and uh, I think they address uh, I think they address something that's very key, which is they found an industry with regard to mobile health that mm-hmm. Kansas City has some core resources and some core yes. strength, um, and they were able to acce- access that and take a look at it. Um, I think Fitbark, the, one of the companies, sure. that, Fitbark yeah, get is, the ring. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, yeah, I think Fitbark is one of the the phenomenal companies that that, that came from the Sprint Accelerator that. You know, it's a, it's a great you know companion help companion animal big data play that I think is um, it's just a great to me that's just a great company and I think that you know the Sprint Accelerator obviously played a direct role in in mm-hmm. those folks being here in Kansas City and 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 really you know growing and and obviously you read in the newspaper now with the Get in the Ring Challenge and everything else I 
think you're doing great things. Right. Well, and and it's self-propelling in many ways. You have a Toby Rush with iVerify winning the championship in was it Amsterdam last year and uh, putting uh, turning worldwide global attention on a Kansas City company and now you've got uh, Fitbark following in their footsteps. We'll see how far they go in the competition, but you get the you get the global acknowledgement and people suddenly start waking up and going. Kansas City, you know, maybe I start ought to start paying isn't, attention isn't, to Kansas City, and then other good things start happening too. Isn't that amazing? You mm-hmm. know, I've I've been um, I've been thoroughly impressed with with Kansas City with regard to our spirit of partnership and some of the companies. You know, I can tell you that in Kansas City we've got this great historical tradition of, of of wonderful entrepreneurs. You know, you've got the Hall family and the work they've done with Hallmark and the Kempers and the banking industry. You've seen the rise of Cerner. And then you've got even newer companies that have come up, you know, like Freight Quote and Ad Knowledge mm-hmm. and companies like that. And, and what you're starting to see now, three years ago, what I really love and, and get excited about is three years ago, you didn't hear about companies like, or four years ago even, you know, iVerify, Fitbark, Rarewire, Stackify, right. um, you know, Lightbridge, Bime Analytics, Mind Mixer. You know, the list goes on and on with these companies. And then we've got great, great partnerships, great institutions and folks that are that, that are helping support them. There's really a ton of co- I could probably list 15 companies right now to watch. It's, you know, Claim Kit, RFP 365. Mm-hmm. All these companies have popped up. They're creating revenue. They're growing. They're moving. They're, they're raising money. They're, and, and, and they're moving the needle, if you will. These young companies are really um, are really dynamic here in Kansas City. And, and I'm willing to bet that in the next five years, not just the last five years, you're going to hear a lot more from a lot of these companies. I think there's, you know, they're they're in mobile health, they're in big data, they're in, you know, app development, you know, cloud storage. All these companies are doing things, and they're improving process for business, and, and they're filling a market need. And I think that's really important, is they're actually solving a problem that yes. someone will pay for. Yes. And, and that's what's wonderful about these companies, you know, that's what's great. Yeah, so key. And I want to pick back up on that point when we come back from break. We're talking with Drew Solomon, the coordinator of entrepreneurship and industry initiatives at the EDC of Kansas City. We'll be right back. It's the smartest party of the year. Thinking Bigger Business Media will turn a spotlight on some of the city's most innovative and forward-thinking entrepreneurs with its annual Smart Companies to Watch publication and party, Thursday, December 5th from 5.30 till 7.30 p.m. at the downtown Marriott Mealbach Hotel. Hors d'oeuvres, including a carving station and drinks, will be served. That's Thinking Bigger Business Media's annual Smart Companies to Watch party, December 5th at the Mealbach. Register at ithinkbigger.com. Today. Profile America, Friday, October 24th. One of the nation's most successful brand names went on sale for the first time this month in 1913. Camel Cigarettes, the first pre-blended packaged cigarettes. While machine-rolled cigarettes had been around since 1881, Camel was the first brand to become nationally popular. Coincidentally, Camels pioneered the now almost universal 20-cigarette pack. By 1919, with increasing advertising and product availability, cigarettes overtook pipe tobacco in the number of pounds consumed. Shortly after World War II, about 45% of Americans smoked. Now, just over 18% do so. Cigarette manufacturing remains a $32 billion a year business for some of the country's 114 tobacco manufacturing establishments. You can find more facts about America from the U.S. Census Bureau online at census.gov.
Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We've been visiting this morning with Drew Solomon, who's the coordinator of entrepreneurship and industry initiatives at the Economic Development Corporation of Kansas City. And Drew, I mean, we, we've got some limited time here and there's so much to cover. One of the things that we're all hearing so much about, though, and I want to hear your take on it, is you know, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, Big Five initiatives, one of those being making Kansas City America's most entrepreneurial city. Where do you think, what, we're three years into this now, into that goal? Where do you think we stand? Uh, I think we're vastly improved. I think the last three years have um, have been exponential with regard to our growth. I think we've uh, we, we've accessed new resources. We've leveraged existing resources. Um, we've seen a lot of activity. Uh, and, and we really move the needle. I think uh, I think when anybody declares that um, you're America's most entrepreneurial city, uh, there's a lot of other cities that obviously they raise their eyebrow and like to do that, and um, and, and you know they they question that. I will say that um, you know I, I'm all for lofty goals, and and I think that uh, I think the chamber was uh, I think the chamber was wise in making this a big five initiative. I mean, really, I think you know entrepreneurship is really the foundation of of a lot of business. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about economics and the basic factors of production you've got land labor capital mm-hmm. you also have the entrepreneur yeah. and, and and so i think that's in, incredibly important and you know I, i'm all for big goals and, and so i'm i'm completely fine with it i think that um you know, I've got a great champion in Peter De Silva that's leading that particular initiative, and I think um, you know all the organizations, both public and private in Kansas City. Uh, I think we'll all do well to to support that and and be there because I think that's the I think that's the goal we all want. Do we you know are we there today? You know, number one, obviously, we're not Silicon Valley. We we don't want to be either. Right. Uh, and that's the you know we want to be Kansas City. Mm-hmm. We want to have an attitude and and a strategy that's distinctly ours. Um, but yeah, I mean you know there's there's other great cities out there. You know. Portland, Austin, Denver. Um, there, there's some great cities doing wonderful things as well. We just uh, we think we've got resources. We think we've got great young companies, um, and I think you know we think we've got we think we've got what it takes to be there mm-hmm. and, and and get there. So you know I'm I'm personally I'm very supportive of it. You mentioned uh, the economy, and sometimes I've been in meetings and I hear you know that the economy is really based on this three-legged stool. You've got your your private sector, large corporations, you've got your not-for-profits, you know, that includes the government agencies and the charitable organizations that give back into the community. And then you've got this kind of wobbly third uh, leg that is entrepreneurship that kind of gets attention sometimes and and other times it just gets totally ignored. Why is it, obviously you're vested in entrepreneurship, Why why are entrepreneurs so valuable to the economy? Well, I'll tell you quite frankly, they're they're so important to me for two reasons. One quantitative, and then one second reason that's a little more qualitative. But uh, the quantitative reason is is look at the data, and and that's the part. You know, I would challenge anybody to take a look at the job creation data. I can tell you that you know, straight from the SBA's Office of Ad Advocacy over the last 20 years, 93 to 2013, small businesses accounted for 63 percent of the net new jobs in this mm-hmm. economy. And an even more telling statistic beyond that, you know, in 2011, there was a report published about the the nature and tendency of high-growth firms, and and 4% of companies in this economy can equate to 40% of the job growth. And so our young companies, our startup companies, our companies that are fewer than five years old, and then our small firms as well, Mm -hmm. you know, as the SBA defines them, they really account 
for a, a major portion of, of the job growth in this economy. And so I always like to say that, you know, entrepreneurs are concerned with creating wealth for themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and, and growing a company and growing an idea. But they're also inherently, you know, they're a big factor with regard to creating economic wealth for the community. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's that data. And then secondly, the other part of it is vibrancy. Entrepreneurs, young companies, they're exciting. They, you know, it's kind of the change the world mentality or right. improve upon a process. Um, you know, it's definitely not a mundane piece of the economy. It's exciting. It's thrilling. And I think it, it brings a lot to communities. I would imagine if you talk to folks from Austin, Texas or Portland or San Francisco, they would tell you that, you know, young companies do a lot for their economy and for their vibrancy as a community. Earlier in the show, we talked about uh, the angel networks and the, that they're pretty vibrant here in Kansas City. But if I'm an entrepreneur, how do I tap into those? I mean, what is Kansas City doing uh, from that aspect in order to attract entrepreneurs? Obviously, the financial piece is one of them, but how do entrepreneurs find that network? You know, I, I often try to say that, you know, good business development practices mm-hmm. can can help. So, you know, if you're if you have good strategic uh you've got a good strategic nose, if you will, for selling things, um th- there's usually a, a good way to to seek out and identify good angel investors. You know, you to be honest with you, one of the things that I think that um that we can improve upon is is a better networked angel community. I know there's some folks that that are really working on it and and there's folks that have great resources. You know, I, I would challenge everybody, you know, Enterprise Center for Johnson County, yeah. um, you know, go out and talk to talk to their team about where you can access and find folks. Go to the UMKC Innovation Center, talk to the folks at KC SourceLink, go talk to, talk to you know, the, the reality is is um, sitting in your office talking about why you can't find an angel investor <laughs> right. is usually not a good strategy for actually finding one. Exactly. And, and so get out, network with these people, find resources, find groups, use Angel Capital Group is here in town too. I mean, there there are all kinds of of organizations and people out there that are willing to help and point mm-hmm. you in the right direction. Um, our local accelerators and incubators as well. You know, go go talk to Think Big Partners. Go talk to Spark Lab. Go talk to you know. You'll get out and go talk to someone. I guess is my um, sure. because I can promise you in the angel networks they're out there. Mm-hmm. There are people who are doing these deals. I can point to several of them. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to get out there and you have to network yourself, yeah. and and you have to and you have to really really push for that. Yeah, and you have to like you say, you have to do something about it, whether you're looking for it or whether you see the gap. And instead of complaining that it you know something doesn't exist, you need to go create the resource yourself. One of the things I'm thinking of in particular is uh, not just capital in general, but capital for women. A lot of time, women-owned companies. A lot of times, uh, that you know, there's a knock that there's not. Uh, enough access to that and so a group of women in kansas city went together a few years ago formed the women's capital connection and so that's another great wonderful and a wonderful organization you know what i'm a big fan of that as well because they they saw a gap they did something about it and they also some of the folks who helped found that they invest their own money yes they they they, um they they put their money they put their money behind their mission and, and i think that's I think that's the kind of attitude that really changes the the perception of culture and, and, and things like that. So, I mean, I think it's good. We've got great, you know, Athena League is another mm-hmm. good good organization, good way to uh, to tap into those networks as well. So that's, we're, we're blessed in the Kansas City region to have a lot of resources, and, and I think that as we continue to improve upon them, 
um, and and give those folks increased capacity to do do what their mission calls for. And and then secondly, try to figure out and identify where there's some pieces where we may be able to have some new programs or some new opportunities come in to help fill some voids as well. What do you think that uh, if if you had to point to one thing where Kansas City could improve on in order to uh, attract entrepreneurs, and not just attract, but retain. I mean, it's important to attract them, but if you can't keep them, what's the point? So attract and retain entrepreneurs. If there was one thing that we could do better, what would it be? Well, I, uh, I'll try to be direct. Um, <laughs> the, the reality is, is I think there's no one singular thing that we can do, but, but if I had to point to one thing, I would point to creating a real comprehensive plan around this notion that we need to look at both talent in the in the workforce. Mm-hmm. We've got to find a way to retain our our young people. Our, I, I hate the word millennial, but right. our our young generation mm-hmm. of, of millennials, if you will, they're the workforce of the future. They're going to be highly technically trained. Um, all of our up and coming and current entrepreneurs would do well to make sure that we retain that youthful bed of talent that we've got. I, you know, I think secondly, um, the other part of it too, I, I mentioned institutional capital earlier. Yes, um, the the benefit not only for the angel community and for the young companies, you know, you go and you access a little, you know, you create some revenue, you grow your company, you access a little angel money, um, that next tier of capital where you're really trying to go out and, and, and find the growth capital and, and find the, um, you know, if you will, a, a Series A even. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be not just in Kansas City, but in the Plains. Um, there's plenty of data out there with regard to the National Venture Capital Association, Thomson Reuters, and CB Insights that you can talk about the general overall health of, um, of growth stage capital in the Plains. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll let folks do their do their own research on that but but I would tell you that that all the all the the midwest based cities could could do well to improve our our access to growth capital because it it does it does happen um you know companies uh do move coastally if right, you will right. when they need to go raise significant amounts of capital it does mm-hmm. happen um we're improving upon it it's, it's a lot better than it used to be but um you know if I could point to one thing for the companies that are ready for it and I think yeah. that's a, a big question is is are you ready for it? You know, are, have you prepared yourself? Have you put your models together? Have you created a company mm-hmm. that's got the target market, the revenue potential, and also have you val- you know have you really validated it in the market and actually done something? And and I always say you know have you have you sold it to someone? Have you made it made it right. work? Um, you know those companies that are ready. Um, they're the folks we need to really work with on that that second tier capital. And if someone would like to continue this discussion with you, how would they reach you? Uh, I'm generally available. Um, I'm email, uh, phone. I'm happy to give uh, happy to give you guys uh, my contact information. Um, email d solomon at edckc.com. Uh, office lines eight one six six nine one twenty one thirty five. Uh, be happy to talk with anyone. Great yeah. website. Uh, yeah, it's www.edckc.com. Great to have you on the show today, and I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more from you because you said you have some more announcements, and we'll tap into those. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business or if you would like to find out about sources within this network, you can go to www.ithinkbigger.com where you can follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. And we have our annual Thinking Bigger guide with the directory of a lot of these organizations that Drew just talked about in it and how to get in touch with it. So make sure that you look that up. Thanks and have a great weekend.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.